0: Welcome to the Building Great Lives podcast, a podcast about real life, real issues, and finding real answers to life's most difficult questions. And now your host, Trent Gillum. Greetings everyone, Trent here. Welcome to episode number 37 of the podcast. I'm glad you've joined the Building Great Lives journey. Before we get started, as always, I'd like to say a huge thank you to our monthly ministry partners and to you, the listener. You make this ministry possible, and I'm excited to have you on the Building Great Lives team here at the Building Great Lives podcast. It's our desire to help people from around the world heal, grow, discover, and fulfill their unique purpose. Thank you for sharing these episodes. We're praying these messages of hope reach every possible person in every possible nation. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the faithfulness of God. Is there limits to God's faithfulness? Can God finally look at us and say, hey, you've struggled with that so long, I'm just going to give up and walk away. This is a question that needs answering because I know that many of you have gone through a lot of difficult things. You've faced a lot of struggles. There have been times that you have told the Lord, Lord, I will never do that again. I give you my word. I'm making a change. I'm not going to struggle with that. I'm not going to mess up with that ever again. Only to find yourself a few days later struggling with the very same thing. Maybe even making the same mistake again. And over and over and over, this process continues to happen in our lives. And if we are not careful, we will get ourselves into a place that we'll start thinking, is God really going to keep working with me? And in those moments, the enemy comes in and the enemy says, you've messed up so many times. There's no way you're ever going to get everything right in your life. God is going to finally give up on you. He's just going to walk away. There's nothing you can do about it. God has said enough. I'm done. I'm leaving you. And if we are not very confident in our knowledge about God, we will begin to think maybe the enemy's right. Maybe God is giving up on me. Maybe God's faithfulness has a limit. What if I've crossed that limit? Well, let me go ahead and encourage you. Listener, God's faithfulness is without limit. His faithfulness is who he is. And when the enemy comes in trying to discourage you, you need to take this episode, put it in your mind, put it in your heart, so that you can remind the enemy when you struggle, even when you fall, you can say, rejoice not against me, O mine enemies. When I fall, I shall arise. And I know that every time that I go to get up, I'm not going to get up under my own power, but I'm going to get up with the help of the power of God. Why? because he's not walking away from us, we can be assured, we can be confident, God has not given up on us. God has not given up on you. I know that you may be struggling right now, but I need you to get this in your spirit. God is for you. God is working in your life, and the enemy wants to try to move you away from God, but God's saying, I'm faithful. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be there when you struggle. I'm going to be there when you have victory. Every moment of our lives, God is with us. Can't help but have a scripture come back to mind. The Bible says that when the sparrow falls to the ground, that he's even there when they fall. Now, that's amazing to me because a sparrow is its used to be an example of something that is insignificant, yet the Bible says that not even a sparrow falls to the ground without the Lord being there. He is faithful to the smallest things, so don't listen to the enemy when he tells you that God is not going to remain faithful to you because he did not come and die for the sparrow. He came and gave himself and died and rose again for you. Faithfulness is who he is. It's part of his character. And so you need to know, no matter how many times you've struggled with that, no matter how many times you've fallen, God is saying, I will remain faithful to help you through all of your struggles. I know that you're hearing me say this, but I don't want you just to take my word for it. I want you to take the Bible for it. And so let's look at a few things in the Bible and we'll answer the question, does God's faithfulness have limits? When we find the introduction to man through Adam and Eve, we find the Lord giving them instructions, you can eat of any tree in the garden except this one, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You shall not partake of it. And we know that they did partake of it, and when they did, they realized they were naked and they were ashamed and sin had come into their lives and they had fallen. Matter of fact, Romans chapter number five, verse 19, gives some really deep insight into what has happened in the garden. It says, for as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience." of one shall many be made righteous. Now that one man that disobeyed was Adam, that one man that was obedient was Jesus. But I want you to notice the wording. The wording in the King James says disobedience. Through one man's disobedience, the original language there for disobedience is not just a matter of not obeying a word. The word disobedience here means to be unfaithful. Their sin was actually an act of unfaithfulness to God. Unfaithfulness paints a much more vivid picture than just the word disobedience. We could look at our children and we could say, take out the trash. And if they did not, that would be disobedient. However, I want to bring the context away from just the word disobedience because in this context, it means unfaithfulness. So let me bring it a little more pointed. I could not take out the trash, and that would be disobedient. However, if I am unfaithful to my wife, that brings out something completely different. Are you are you seeing that? So the sin in the garden was not just an act of disobeying a word from God. It was actually an act of unfaithfulness in their relationship to God. And so one must have to ask the question, if Adam and Eve were unfaithful to God, it was not just disobedience but unfaithfulness, how is God going to respond to them being unfaithful. That's a valid question. How will God respond? What will God do to them? Will God give up? Will God walk away? No. The Lord came calling for them, talked with them, and clothed them. God could have easily started over. And I know some of us are thinking, he could have? Yes, God is God and can do anything that he chooses to do. Who would have told him no? He's God. Who would have stopped him? Even through their unfaithfulness, God remained faithful. That is very revealing. It gives us, from the very beginning of the Bible, one of the greatest attributes of God. God remained faithful to them even when they were unfaithful to him. That amazes me because now I'm beginning to get the idea that God's faithfulness is even greater than I've ever imagined. His faithfulness is greater and more overwhelming than anything that I could ever comprehend because I have seen people and I have seen situations uh, that I just would have walked away from and given up and said, You messed up and you've done it over and over. But that's not how God works. Uh, Faithfulness is who He is. I'm not saying just live any way you want to, that God will be there. But I am telling you that when you mess up and when you struggle, don't give up because God hasn't given up. God is faithful. That's why that he reminds us in his word that he will be faithful to us. Deuteronomy 7 and 9 gives us very powerful insight into God. Moses speaking, know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. And I know you may be instantly thinking to a thousand generations, how many generations has there been? Does this mean that God's faithfulness is really limited? I thought you were saying God's faithfulness was unlimited. Well, hear me out. This verse declares that God's faithfulness is to a thousand generations. The phrase thousand generations doesn't represent a definitive set time frame with a start and an end. It's the same type of saying we find in the New Testament when Peter asked Jesus, how many times should I forgive my brother? Matthew 18, verses 21 through 22 reads, Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times. And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 70 times, seven times. I find it amazing that the Lord is literally saying to him, it's not a matter of just forgiving 490 times. It's it's not a number. It's it's an intent to, that expresses the idea of ongoing. So the intent of the Lord in Matthew 18 is the same as when God spoke to Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9, thousand generations uh, forgive 490 times. This is intended to represent an ongoing, a continual processing that never ends. Through the word that God gave Moses, we learn God's faithfulness is never ending. It's not only to thousands of people, but to thousands of generations. The writer is saying God's faithfulness is inexhaustible, like a river that never runs dry. So now, we find ourselves between the beginning and the thousands of generations, no matter what you've done, no matter what you've gone through, no matter what you've experienced, no matter your past, no matter your pain, no matter your circumstance, God is saying, I am faithful. I will remain faithful to you. Don't give up. Don't walk away. The same faithfulness God showed Adam and Eve is for you. The same faithfulness God showed his people in the Old Testament is for you. The same faithfulness that God showed his people in the New Testament. It is for you. God's faithfulness extends to us today, regardless of our struggles. No wonder Paul said in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 13, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. God has never given up on us. God will not give up on you. God will not give up. I know the enemy wants to tell you, you keep messing up. You keep getting better and then failing again. God's going to walk away. No, God is not going to walk away from you. So you need to make sure you don't walk away from him. And the Bible gives us a very extreme example of the faithfulness of God. For those of you listening that think, maybe I've done too much, maybe I've gone too far, the Bible gives us the example of Hosea and Gomer. Gomer lives an immoral lifestyle. Hosea is told by the Lord in Hosea chapter 1 verses 2 and 3 to go and marry her, this woman that is living an immoral lifestyle And being unfaithful time and time again, Hosea marries her, has children with her, and then one day cannot find her. And Gomer has gone back to living an immoral lifestyle, having an adulterous affair many times over with many different people. What does Hosea do? goes and searches for her and he finds her enslaved in a market up for sale and he buys her back and I know we look at that and we think but she was unfaithful to him what is he doing and now she's paying for her sin she's in the slave market again she's done this she's been unfaithful she deserves Hosea just to walk away and say I've done my best I'm giving up But Hosea doesn't walk away. Why? Because he is a type and shadow of how God saw Israel and how God sees us. And he brings her back. She's fallen into this immoral lifestyle again and again. We don't even really know by the time we get to the end of the book of Hosea if she ever really truly changed. But we get this picture of Hosea's love that drove him to be faithful, even when she was unfaithful. And we get this revelation of how God saw Israel at the time and now how God sees us. This is an extreme situation for those that are listening right now that's saying, but I've done so much. My sins are too great. I'm telling you, God's saying to you, I will not walk away from you. I will remain close to you. If you will turn to me, I will turn to you. I don't know what you're going through right now, listener. Maybe you're dealing with circumstances that are emotional. Maybe you're dealing with mistakes that are sinful. Maybe you're dealing with things that have been affecting you for a long time, but I want you to know you have not done too much. If you're listening to this right now and there's something in your spirit that's saying, I hope God hasn't given up on me. Let me encourage you. Let me assure you, God has not given up on you. God is faithful. God is moving to a thousand generations and beyond, moving everything out of the way to get to you saying, don't give up. I know you've messed up. I know you've struggled. I know you've wondered how long are you going to deal with this, but don't give up because God hasn't given up. God is faithful. As we learn through the book of Hosea, Israel has had its ups and downs many times. We've seen them rejoice being delivered from Egypt just to make an idol and worship it. We've seen them rejoice over manna and we've seen them rejoice over water only to complain when things didn't go their way. We've seen them be up. We've seen them be down. We've seen Judah rejoice. We've seen Israel march into Babylon as captives. We've seen them be Jacob the backslider. We've seen them be Israel with power, with God. We've seen them struggle. Matter of fact, much of the Old Testament is that struggle, that type and shadow of how Israel relates to us when we know God. But there are times that we struggle. But I want to show you how God is always looking at Israel and saying, but if you'll turn back to me, I will not be ashamed. If you'll turn back to me, it's like that prodigal son knowing I'm going back to dad's house because dad hadn't given up. Dad's not going to reject me. Dad's not going to look at me and say, what are you doing? You left. I, you're on your own now. No, dad's going to love me. Why? Because we get this type all through the Bible, Old and New Testament alike, of a faithful God ready to wrap his arms around a struggling person. And remind us his faithfulness is unlimited. His faithfulness is beyond measure. No wonder that the enemy fights us so strong. Because he knows if you can ever get the revelation of the faithfulness of God, you will be able to rise up from the difficulty that you're in right now and say, I'm going to live for God. I'm going to make it. I'm going to keep coming back. I may fall and fall and fall, but I'm going to keep getting up, and I'm going to keep trying, and I'm going to keep pushing forward. Israel made many mistakes, but God was working and always ready for them to come back. No wonder First John one and nine said, "If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When we call on him, he will answer, because his faithfulness is unlimited. His faithfulness is everlasting. God has not given up on you. Things may not have worked out as quickly as you hoped. You may have prayed and struggled, but God has not given up. Don't give up, listener, because God hasn't given up. Don't walk away, listener, because God has not walked away. And as has become our custom here at the Building Great Lives podcast, I want to pray for you, listener. I want to pray that your faith fail you not, that even in your most difficult circumstances, in those moments that you just want to throw your hands in the air, give up and walk away. I want this podcast word to come back to you and remind you, you don't have to give up on God because God has not given up on you. Lord, I pray right now by the power of the Holy Ghost that you reach down and to touch every listener wherever they may be, whenever they may be listening to this, whatever part of the world they're in. God, I want you to reveal your faithfulness to them. God, I want you to encourage them right now that no matter what they're struggling with and no matter how many times they've struggled with it, no matter how long They've struggled with it. Lord, I pray that an encouragement would come to them right now that they would say, you know what? I'm not giving up. God hadn't given up on me, and I'm not going to give up on him. In Jesus' name, let it be. And as always, thank you so much for listening. And in the meantime, please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you enjoyed this episode, Tell a friend, maybe text them the link or share it on your social media. We would appreciate that so very much. Thank you so much for all of those five-star ratings. You are helping get the word out all around the world. If you would like to connect with me, you can find me on social at Trent Gillum, on Instagram at Rev Gillum. You can also reach me at Building Great Lives Podcast, at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, let's keep building. You've been listening to the Building Great Lives podcast, a member of the Real Life Church Network. Join us next time as we dig deeper into life's most challenging questions.